So, do I need to down this and then make another one real quick before we start, or what? Sounds no. like you want to. I say yes. <laughs> sounds like that's, that's sound what like you want to. to do. Oh, okay, fine. So I think that's, that's a go. Which I like. I don't like the stem. The stem makes me nervous. It's too delicate. Do you want something to hold on to or not? I do. That's why I put it in a coffee cup. But you can hold on to a stem. Uh, <laughs> They're fragile. I don't know if I can. She needs some thick to hold on to. Mm, girthy. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back to Plans Are Optional with Andrew. <laughs> I guess we're back. Tom, Marty, and Hannah. You can say it's a girthy podcast because everybody's here. We're all here. Five of us. This yeah. is like the first time in a month. Full girth. We're at full girth today. Or full birth. Whatever. All right. We'll see how that does for us. And happy Labor Day for you listeners. Even though it's like it's going to be four like weeks, three weeks, four, four weeks, weeks later. Past, but that's but cool. I hope you, you did you labor. A, I hope happy you did have a good Labor Day. How about start of spooky season? Let's just. Yeah, you're probably right. It's about to be Halloween. Probably. It's, it's coming up. Yeah. And you can't you can wear white anymore, but you can wear spooky. Oh, I can bring out my spooky t-shirt. It's not a spooky t-shirt. It's just a jack-o'-lantern with a cat, but, you know. Spooky. Yeah. So, so <laughs> talking of wine, guys, <laughs> since no one seemed to say anything, and we were speaking of alcohol, um, I found this cool website called VinoVest. Where instead of putting money into silly things like stocks and bank accounts, you can invest in fine wine. Oh yeah, Marty and Marty is somewhat of a wine, uh, like a winery. I would say, no, no. This is a so what it is is you. I haven't done this. I just looked at it. Uh, you sign up. You deposit some amount of money. Um, that amount of money, just to give a, just to give a frame of reference, is they want you to give. Okay, so there's four plans. There's the starter plan for a thousand dollars. There's the plus plan for ten thousand. The premium plan for fifty thousand, and the grand crew CRU plan for two hundred and fifty thousand. And what you do is chump change, obviously. Yeah, it's chump change across Jeez. the board, obviously. Um, but what you do is, is you, you literally, so this was made by a guy who sold a startup in San Francisco and had some spare money and wanted to buy. Chump change, no big deal. Yeah, right. But he, he, he wanted to get into wine and he found out when he tried to go and buy fine wine, that it was apparently some, I mean, shock to everyone, I'm sure, quite a snobby, exclusive club. And despite having some you know, funds to, to buy wine. He couldn't get invited to the auctions. He couldn't get into the secret, whatever, the the, the secret suppliers that, that exist. So he ends up coming up with this idea here where now he's created like a pool system. Um, think of it as an ETF or a, a mutual fund or a 401k of wine. And you put your money in. Um, but you can actually, you actually do choose your wine. You pick the wine you want. 
um, and it is actually yours. Like they literally do store and keep your wine, and you can choose to either watch your wine grow or decrease in value, or you can choose to. Um, this is not an ad, by the way, for anyone that's listening. <laughs> this is the beginning of the podcast. It seems like a very long-winded, <laughs> terrible ad, but it's literally just the best content we have right now. I think this um, company's too classy for our <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I class. Do, I don't know. Do I thought it was interesting. You and purchase you, the actual wine with this. Yeah, you buy the wine, and, and it is it stored in your house or somewhere no, else? No, they store it, and there's a fee for that. Uh, the fee is between two and three percent, and it gets a little bit cheaper as you buy into those more expensive um, options we just discussed. So they will store it, and they will deal with the shipping and making sure the wine's there. And then, if you want your wine, you can either go and collect it, or they'll send it to you. And if you don't want your wine, say that you buy a bottle of wine and let's say that in five years it goes up in value by 100% and you know you double your money, then you can sell it and they will find the best buyer for it. So they don't, they don't guarantee the price because unlike a stock, it's not fixed, right? So, but they, they say that they're pretty confident that they keep it within about a 3% variance of what they think that wine is worth on the market and what people would actually pay for it. Um, and their whole, I guess their whole marketing is uh, invest in wine because the stock market and all those things are stupid and uh, <laughs> uncertain and silly. Uh, so there you go. I know. And investing in wine is not well, silly uh, and so everything his, else that you just it's, said. It's utterly silly, but historically, it's one of the best types of investments that you can put, one of the best things you can invest in, in terms of return over the long haul um, and I guess that's why these kind of sites do well because people have come to realise oh, wine is always appreciating in value among the more wealthy you know, wine connoisseurs of the world or whatever We so have how to do eat get... the rich what if we eat the rich then this whole thing falls apart? If we eat the rich this whole thing is dead so yeah, say goodbye to your 250k Hannah, it's gone Hey, dude! I can't even get into the entry plan at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would disagree that wine is a it may be, safe investment. Because I think if volatile. you don't know what you're, do, if you don't know what you're doing, it has volatiles not. in it. Yeah, it's volatile, sure, but I think oh, people. Get out my, of here. my wife's uncle has invested in wine a is lot, this... and he's done very well in it. Um, and he's somewhat educated in it, but not. I wouldn't say he's a expert is this just red wine red wine or is it red and white no you can do anything they they so give there are you, fine white so wines like a well. regu- like a stock they give you a portfolio breakdown and it says your percentage of burgundy versus chardonnay huh? versus like you break your, you get your little pie chart of wine uh your wine breakout <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of silly uh well they got bordeaux burgundy rhone champagne Italian, American, and rest of the world. <laughs> rest of the world. <laughs> rest of the world. It's just, anyway. So much of it comes down to like where it's being stored, how it's being stored, if it's being rotated, if it's being everything else. But sure. then you also have to look at, you know, I mean, there's a winery here in town that their whole production, and it's one of the top end wineries in all of Washington State, and they sell out every year. And they got a case of bad corks. So they had an insurance policy uh, on it, on each yeah. of their vintages, and it like paid out like three million dollars or something, and it wasn't even close to like what they would make on it. Yep. Yeah. 
but it covers it and it was and like the insurance company like fighting it and everything but there was something fundamentally wrong with the course and so like and even then you could do everything right still put the cork in the bottle and get corkage so sure. it's you know like yeah, yeah you but have if this bottle if but... you're an investor in wine and you don't open the bottle that's not on you right if you if i buy a bottle of wine wait two years sell it at a profit um I, what does that matter to me because it's never been opened right it only matters when you come to actually drink the wine which i i don't have a palate for wine whatsoever like i like wine but give me an exp- i mean some wine tastes like shit and yeah. some wine some wine tastes okay and that is the literal like binary nuance of my palate um, but if you're going to buy an expensive bottle of wine and appreciate it, then um, at that moment, I assume, is when the cork hitch is the problem, right? Right. Because yeah. up until so, then, it's uh, like... I'm out. I'm out. I sold my wine. You already <laughs> sold it. Yeah, Neil yeah. gets out, and then the <laughs> person's left with whatever the fuck's wrong with their wine. Yeah. It's like buying a Ken Griffey Jr. Buyer beware. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card, right? Like, it's you'd kind of know the condition and everything else and you can and as soon as you open it up then it just like wrecks it afterwards right after you open the the condition but with wine there's a point of diminishing returns on it like there's a prime time to drink that and just because you're aging it 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 depends on the wine depends on the structure depends on Mm. how it's made and and all these other factors but if you miss the sweet spot on it like then you and you go too long then it's like having something that's too like a fruit that's too ripe like you just miss the ripe spot of getting the perfect peach kind of thing and so i mean like every investment is risky in some way or another i'm not investing in wine i'm just saying yeah for my money it would be like i would i'd rather invest in in a company and be like okay I, I can get in, get out, da da da, whenever. But with wine, it just seems... What about a wine company? I guess you have to make sure someone buys that wine. Cause, but you don't have to do it, the company does. But Yeah, they take care of it. I mean, anyway, that was good filler. <laughs> <laughs> Neil did his part. <laughs> I'm going off on like a little uh, search right now. We're talking about boob lights. Oh, oh like home decor. I've just been sitting here. I've been sitting here looking at lights on. <laughs> You're looking at my boob. That's because looking at Martin. Martin's boob yes, is just exposed. Both of your boobs, just hanging out. There, just... There's it's one on the, it's still on the. There's one right here, but there's probably another one on the other side of the room. Is there <laughs> a symmetrical there. boob on the other side? No, there is. It asymmetrical. That's the only. That's the only one in the room. It's it's more of a mole than it is a boob. Uh, well, okay. but it's regular. It doesn't. It it doesn't have a regular growth on it, so it's it's good. I just don't like that uh, correlation from boob to mole. That was gross. <laughs> what would you rather that there only be one boob, Hannah? Yes, instead of a giant mole. <laughs> okay, well, it's one singular boob then. Oh, excuse me. You're excused. How's your martini, Marty? Your martini. Martin's martini. It's good. Um, I think I like the sweet vermouth better. 
than uh, the Dragon Vermouth. But we'll see. Like, I gotta finish it. Um, so, so how'd you make it? Yeah, I, I so the first martini before we started recording, I had a dry martini, and I forgot the bitters. And then, but what is what is a dry martini? Uh, dry vermouth. Uh, I put vodka, uh, some olive juice, and then um, shake shook it over ice, uh, put into a chilled martini glass, and then olives, and then a, le- a, a slice of uh, lemon peel in there. So I just forgot the bitters on it. Um, I'll have to go back and make another one at some other point with the bitters. Okay. But this one is just sweet vermouth instead of dry vermouth. Everything else the same? Yes. Okay. I did put bitters at the end, too, but they weren't shaken in. Um, I've never really did a taste test on dry versus wet vermouth. Well, that's what I'm doing right now. I know. That's nice. I don't know what I like. I don't even know if I I like vermouth, to be honest. What does vermouth taste like? Like, Give us a breakdown on it. Well, it's mixed with vodka. I haven't just... Who drinks just vermouth? Vodka is not much of a flavor. I'm asking you to. I I don't want to. I feel like you should go get it right now and try it. I I, I don't want to. On the <laughs> Doesn't scale, matter. On the I scale, want you to. Okay, scale, well, I, I will say, Google, the first thing it says is um, blah, 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 second sentence. Even in the 1800s, it was rarely enjoyed straight. So, Marty's on to something here. Oh, it has a bunch of botanicals in it. Botanicals, that's the word. Sounds lovely. Um, well, I guess uh, on a previous episode last week, um, had the question. Should we ask the question, I guess? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got to get okay. this answer. So, um, is, this a, is this a question for Neil and I? Yes. yes. We and then it? we're, we're going to also... And you can guess what ask. we said. Oh, ah, yeah. okay. Okay. Um, I have to remember. <laughs> shoot, I'm going to get a... a, a uh, grandfather clock strike here in a second. Um, <laughs> the anticipation. <laughs> yeah, three minutes, right? Um, so here we go. Uh, the question is: What what appearance or dress of the opposite sex just like really gets you going, or does it for you? This is purely had a, like had I had an answer for a male wearing a dress. <laughs> I like, mean, a kilt. I wouldn't <laughs> say no. So, like, what what does the opposite sex just wear, or whatever sex that you're attracted to? I think you're. I mean, you're both attracted to women, but um, placating this out for the audience. <laughs> just keep going, um, Marty. <laughs> just what what does uh, what appearance or dress um, thing that they wear um, really just kind of like. Mm. Oh, not not necessarily a dress. No, no, saying... it's like a. I don't know. Maybe you like big watches or something. <laughs> I don't think flavor flavor. Like... Do you like flavor flavor? <laughs> <laughs> if you like flavor flavor, this is a safe space. You can talk about it. <laughs> yeah. So just like uh, it's not okay. nothing deep. Just something you look over there and you're like. Mm, I, I like thought you that. were saying like what specific dress color. No, but what, what it kinda... could be clothing or an accessory, and not right, just a right. body part. I think it. I think it all depends. Well, on definitely a situation. 
it, it's kind of situational. Yeah. Really? I don't think mine um, is. My mine definitely is not either. Like, well, like it will hit me no matter where I'm at. I'm like, that's nice. Like thinking like normal day like clothing i guess you got that side of it but then you also have like the the nicer dressed kind of let's say going to a wedding or a special occasion something like that i mean you could have the two sides of it you can have two answers but but you you also have the you also have the pajamas you know what i mean like the and the really like the yeah, being casual. at home wearing short velvet small shorts kind of thing. Okay, I think we have Neil's answer. <laughs> There's my answer. Velvet. No, wasn't that uh like, like uh like, George Costanza? Know, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Neil's tactile. Uh, you could have more than one answer. I think all right, we all I'm, had more than I'm gonna, one answer. I'm gonna throw this out there and say uh like uh like a button-down collar, like shirt that you'd, a guy would wear to work. Hmm. Just like that. sometimes, I'm just saying like that in general. Like, like sometimes tits, when a tits bursting out, kind of. There thing. you go. <laughs> Is yeah. that what you're talking about, Tom? <laughs> I think that's where he's going. That's that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Neil, Neil hit it right on the head. That's fair. So just wearing like a piece of yeah. menswear. So you want. Biz- Not necessarily. Business, well, business yeah, I would say like, yeah, or flannel. What? It, or see, actually, you, see, I, see, flannel kind of it, it covers that too, so that would fall into that. I mean, to be fair, there's so many types and ways of dressing mm-hmm. that a person can wear that's attractive. Right? I mean, sure, it, it, like even full on like flowing hippie, you know, 1965 Woodstock can be sexy versus wearing virtually nothing. Um, mm-hmm. It's just, I don't know. I think that women are just generally attractive. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's, with or without that. clothes. Sure. <laughs> I would agree with that. <laughs> Although I will say as, I a, t- as a, a turn-off, business, business does not do it for me. Oh, I hate a guy like, in a suit. Right, just pure business, like, woman's suit a you know full-on like two-piece three-piece does not work again unless that woman is just like i'd be okay with that not you know (laughs) drop dead gorgeous like i don't like the businessman look because i don't really like businessmen there you go i but you you do like business time socks there hannah that's different (laughs) that's not the article clothing that i was talking about but Got my business socks. Just socks. Right. I don't know if really got an answer. Tom, Tom has got shorts. the, the button-up shirt. Oh yeah, yeah. Shirts, I say, like, yeah, I would say like a like a long sleeve button-up shirt. Like flannel would fall into that too. Like any anything like that. Yeah. Okay, now I'm going to ask a clarifying that, question. That and that that's going to be the the more let's say out of the ordinary, I guess, response. I mean, I could, I could obviously say like a dress, and that would fall into that too. But yeah, I would say like on a more everyday basis, that's okay. so, that's my answer. So let me get you the follow up here. Okay. Does is it just the shirt, or does the bottom matter? Can it be shorts? Like no, she could. Like, she she has to not be wearing anything. 
I was going to say, like, does it have to be your shirt? Bottomless. Bottomless. Definitely, bottomless. Definitely bottomless. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I guess whatever would match that. I don't know. Nothing specific. Something, although I guess I will say, like, something tight. Let's say, like, uh, skinny jeans or... Oh, yeah, you got to balance the blousiness uh, at the top. Something like yeah. that. But you could have a little bit of a loose, like, flannel shirt up top and then, like, tight jeans or something underneath. I don't know. That would that would work. Sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so now... We'll, I'm, I'm, siding, I'm siding with Neil here. Just women in general. Now with the follow-up. Well, with the follow-up. Let, let's class it up a little bit more. Besides the velvet pajama shorts and... The, Topless. The morning after... Um, you know, w- stealing your shirt and not wearing bottoms, like regular dress, like or even fancier. Like, what's just something that the other sex can wear? And you'd be like, I think Tom answered that. I, I don't well, think you're gonna get any farther with this. No, oh, I got one. Out. On. I, I have one quick answer. Uh, personally, is he wording it right? I like, um, I like clothes on a woman that are, you know. Oh, Again, well, okay. Let me, let me, uh, let me step back. It's not that I dislike tight clothes. Like you know, yoga pants um, are one of the best inventions of modern times. Humankind. Um, yeah, but that said, what I personally like is clothes that are not relatively loose, but that 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 hint at and fit really. Depends on the individual, obviously, and their body shape and all the rest of it. But clothes that really accentuate and sort of like hint at the they they augment the shape of the woman is wearing it. So, but a little because, mystery, yeah, a little mystery. Like it's no good just being whatever you know. Again, not that this matters because it's, it's kind of a stupid question, really. But um, <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> But you know what I'm saying. Like you can be a top, you can be a drop dead ten out of ten supermodel, and go ahead and wear clothes that just uh, just like fully tight fitting. But personally, it's like if you wear something that's a little, yeah, a little bit more silky, I guess, and um, loose fitting, but not so loose that you're like, you know, I don't know, look like a tree. Um, but that you, it's 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 a it's a je ne sais quoi. You have it's gonna. Be one. It's such a hard question to answer because there's obviously a, a literally three and a half billion women, and probably ten times that amount of clothing that could be generally worn in the street. So, okay, hard so, to hold answer. On. How, about, <laughs> how about this for you two? Flip the script. We all answered this question before. Guess what we what what our answers were. Rabbit fire. What do you think Hannah picked? For what a guy would wear? Yeah. Like a bohemian dude. Bohemian dude. Bohemian. (laughs) Bohemian man. (laughs) That's my, I don't know. (laughs) Or just casual, like, skater guy, maybe. Definitely not business. We know it's not business. I'll say skater boy. I was going to say more like punk emo type, like a punk emo type skater. Yeah, I, I'll I'll go for that. So Tom looks at Hannah and he, he thinks that's Avril Lavigne. She wants a skater boy. 
Or I'll say, see you later, boy. <laughs> okay. Okay. What about yeah. Marty? What about I'll Marty? Si- what I'll do you think Marty? Me. What do you think Marty chose? Definitely nobody with like a bunch of tattoos and piercings. <laughs> he gets uncomfortable. We've been through that before. I was going to say something more traditional. Um, some Something um, classy, maybe. High, like, um, well-to-do. Li- kind, well-to-do, kind of very nice, Sugar like, dressed dressed up is this influence based on the fact he's having a martini and he's right holding now? it all like Meh. it's all it's influenced on everything i know about marty it's fair what about Mar- me marty marty see wow okay well what, what did tom think i i've had no or or neil I could think, guess and then i could I mean, go or I don't neil know, could I, just go for both of us yeah go ahead tom i'm talking no nah, that's fine you, you could I'll, I'll i'll go back to marty i'm gonna say Marty's the kind of guy that I feel like you'd like someone with like brown hair. I'll say a brunette. Um, <laughs> wow, you're getting specific. specific. Nothing to do with that. Nothing to do with They did not do, but I I would say someone around your age. <laughs> <laughs> a school teacher. School teacher. <laughs> That's who I'm going with. That could be anybody. A brunette school teacher. Who is Marty? A brunette Marty's school teacher. Asian. What's she wearing? She's wearing. What are those a red like uh, jumpers that are made of blue jeans that all elementary schools wore in the nineties? Overall, I know that was really long. Like anyway, what about Andy? That's a hard one. He's inscrutable. And- Andy Keats is. What's his girlfriend look like? Feelings close to his chest. <laughs> Brown eyed, close to his age, a school. No. <laughs> school teacher. No. I mean, I'd almost be inclined to Brunette say, like, full on tattoo punk, like, biker chick. Um, <laughs> but Metal. super hot, you know, like, super hot. Um, which, hey, who doesn't like her? So, you know, whatever. But I don't know, Andrew. I, I don't know. Well, that's, that's no, no, one. he. Well, no, that's fine. I'll tell you what I what I picked because the way Marty worded his question was not what I heard last week. So maybe I was entirely off. I said if a girl can sing, I went for oh, but you something said other than before looks. that too. You did a look. What what did I say? Read the ponytail no, guy. No, that oh. no that that's Marty. Okay. So wait, wait, was this based off of clothing that they're wearing? It's just yeah. like, we just like it, side it just, we just sidestepped this question entirely. Yeah, you we did. Just, yeah. I, we really focused on the clothing. You know what, though, Andrew? I will <laughs> we're say we're kind of focusing on the person. I want to say well, that no, and, Andrew, and that is so on like, point. That's so on point. Like a girl who can sing is so sexy. Like I'm, right. with, I'm with you. Like that's but, like but tingly. But the like, original ooh, intent of the question know. from Marty is like first first appearance. Where are you attracted to? Which I think is what he's getting to. But I don't know. That's what I how thought. How he got the you know. You, kind of you said, what like, you what clothes would they be wearing? So that's what we went with. Well, we started that with Hannah, with the kind of punk yeah. uh, emo skater clothing. And then <laughs> I mean, we kind of I... sidestepped that when we got to... What, what can they, <laughs> we got what can they do or wear or something in their appearance that just kind of, like, sets you off or drives you wild? So for me, mine would be a baseball cap, right? With either straight hair or a ponytail <laughs> coming out the back, 
<laughs> that's mine. Uh, that's a awesome. school teacher. That's school it. teacher right there. That's the best. Because <laughs> to good. me, to me, that's like going out to a ball game da, 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 and like yeah. just I like just like I, I you know I, I can't I, I'd be done. So. <laughs> Anyways, I just think it's a convoluted question that came up the second time here, and I feel like he's you guys didn't get a fair shake. So Andrew said, "Sing." What would be your correct or your real answer with the question, Andrew? That was my real answer. (laughs) I thought you were going to say what's our real answer, not what's his real. Well, yeah, here's the deal: if you can ask the question better, Marty. Yeah, I can't remember if he said anything. (laughs) He just said, "Sing." But I felt like it took a while to get to sing. But I can't remember anything before that. No. (sighs) If only it was a recorded conversation. You have That's not out yet. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, uh, Hannah, do you want to enlighten the boys what what your answer was? If they were, if he has to be a skater boy, you'll say see you later. Yeah, I mean, not wrong about that, but what I actually said was uh, work boots mm-hmm. and forearms. Skater boy working. That's forearms. Yeah, he has a job. A job. That that would be preferred. <laughs> and forearms that he got because he's working. The forearms. That's what the that's what does it. Well, I feel like when we talked about this, I answered this question three She's different ways. Big Popeye ways. fan. What? I just really well, like, forearms I said, for women been, seems to come up fairly. I said often. arms in general, just because really? I like. I feel like the for I, yeah I guess I don't know like I like the upper I feel part like biceps too. bicep tricep like the upper part I don't that's like, like the, too much the bigger definition. thing guys. But I feel like that's what guys like focus on more if they were weightlifting. Oh yeah, guys are always going to. I don't well, think they would focus on their forearms as it's, much. It's not easy to build your forearms, um, in terms of like gym. You don't need to build them up. I just like them. Sounds like you do. Let's, let's, you just have to let's have just hear what Hannah, how Hannah Lobar. likes her forearms. <laughs> Hannah, tell us how you like your forearms. I just like forearms. I just like arms. I don't know. I like so to be able guy, to like anyone with arms on them. Is good, to, um, is good. It's a good start. That, that's how I took it. It's a good start. <laughs> well, well, first you asked what I thought you asked was what you know if you saw someone out in public, what would catch your eye the most is what I thought the question was, and then we asked physical, and then we asked more of a more like an Andy question, like a girl that can sing. Mine was a guy that can cook. So like, there's like this question spiraled. We're, we're, we're just going to all agree that I'm terrible at asking questions and I'm going to stop. Yeah, because it, it happened again. I agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want you to stop, though. It's still entertaining. It is quite entertaining. So, Neil, I don't remember, because you... I was going to say, I don't remember, because we did guess for you guys. I, I think for uh, Tom, I had said someone who is into sports, okay. but hey, not, sports not totally. Just, you know, wear. someone a little bit sporty. Athletic wear. Yeah. I would say that's, I mean, that's pretty accurate. Yeah. What'd we say for Neil? It's like somebody, somebody in a sports. I think but for like, Neil, we probably just said not. tits. Mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> that is what we said. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you people? Wow. Uh, probably nothing <laughs> with nothing, that answer. Yeah. No, nothing. <laughs> Fair. Accurate. <laughs> I mean, why did what I heard that 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 joke literally came to me today at ten o'clock this morning while I was out biking with someone. Why did why did God give women breasts? Why? 
<laughs> so, they would, so they would talk to them. Why did what? So that men would talk to them. What if you're a butt guy? <laughs> so whatever. Wasn't that, <laughs> a, that wasn't a Family Guy episode. Maybe I didn't deliver it very well. <laughs> yeah. Regardless, that was a, I, that, that was a joke that was told to me today while I was actually panting. I was almost dying on the trail on my bike, and I'm just like, I just felt like shit. Some guy said that. So you just so so Ashkin deprived at that point. You didn't know if you're actually trying to breathe or laughing. Yeah, it kind of felt that way. But good. It's good. <laughs> it's good to do that on a Monday, Sunday. And I'm, on you Monday, you, Sunday. Did you tell your wife the joke? <laughs> did what? Did you tell your wife the joke? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Refrained. <laughs> well, that- well, so let. La- Last week we talked about Marty in his new house, and we didn't have Neil or Tom there. Yeah, I would uh, like to find out how this is if it's not too repetitive on the podcast. Well, we have a question beyond the boob light. What's on the wall behind you? Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Like, my only question is: so Marty's here just to pe- paint a picture for the listeners. We have a uh, we have a graded ceiling. It's all white, white walls. A little, a little corridor going off to the side there one boob light on the ceiling a smoke alarm or fire alarm and then three just blank white wall three rectangular black mounting boards with each with a clear bottle on top and some kind of plant or silver type thing in them lavender branches oh it's lavender okay it's lavender Good job. Evenly it spaced. is silvery. Yeah. About a foot apart. So it's is got it, a. Is it real lavender or is it uh, uh, fake? Fake. Okay. Oh. Then I don't have to get fresh ones. But I have the yeah. option. You can to get, get fresh. fresh yeah. So I'm just saying. Um, Actually, lavender lasts a long time. So, As does rosemary. Um, yeah, it does. Um, my parents. Aren't they like natural bug repellents too? That I don't yeah, know. lavender lavender oh. deters um, definitely some kind of bug. It sure. attracts bees like you wouldn't believe. Oh. That's fine though. <laughs> bees um, don't tend to come in your house. Turn your house into a beehive, Marty. We need to save no, the good. bees. They could have the attic. Um, there, yeah. Well, <laughs> so those things. Uh, the, when my parents had this uh, big long real estate fiasco, and then. They ended up buying a second house, and they needed to decorate it to stage it and sell it. Um, they got these things, and I was like, I actually like those. I'll take those when you're done. And so now they're hanging. On you them up. Yeah, and so I can change them out with uh, seasons of oh my god, you can go things. seasonal fall leaves, holly, and then pine boughs. It's actually good, yeah. You can like totally change it. I'm really excited about this. They're... I'm very excited. I mean, it's not the most intricate decoration, but for a dude, it's for a dude. Pretty, <laughs> it's pretty, pretty uh, classy. With um, I mean, because it's got metal, they're metal fasteners around the ball, around the bottle, so um, it does look a little bit more industrial, and so um, it'll got be a that little bit more masculine edge. Yeah. So, um, and then I'll be getting some um, uh, pipe. Uh, bookshelves or some other things that I want to kind of change the aesthetics here so that's what I'm 
working towards. Um, and but, is is that a white couch you're on? No, it's just a white blanket to go over the, the top. Of uh, oh, thank God. I was, I was like, going to say you're a lot braver than I am. Whiteness. I thought it was a white couch. Yeah, in a white room. I, have a black I was going to say, that's a lot of white. It's a lot of white. And it has that British martini. And, then, and yeah. so I have... Um, oh, also a giraffe my... blanket. Uh, yeah. Whoa, that's the best <laughs> thing I saw so far. Oh, and the door is not um, white. And then... Ooh. Is that the um, front door? Wood door, yeah. And then I got some pillows on the wood seat over there. I have a little bit more splash of color. Oh, good so, splash of color. Very nice. Very nice. Um, I was actually at Walmart, and I was looking, because the couch is a lighter brown, so I needed something to kind of match with it. I, I think these. you should paint that. I think you should paint that wall, Marty. I think you should leave the ceiling. I white think so. It's only white. You can have an accent I th- wall. I think you should paint that wall. It's kind of cool because it is graded. Well, the other wall is def is more graded, and it goes all the way over to the back window. So it's big. That big, might be too much. Wall. Okay, Marty. Um, if you're going to describe your home decor style in. A short amount of words. What are you trying to do in this house? Oh, that's not possible. I almost said it. I almost said it one word. I was like, Marty can't do that. Uh, I can't. Right now, it's very hodgepodge because it's just getting everything back that um, has been in storage or I haven't been using for two years. It was supposed to be like three to six months. Ended up being two, almost three years. So. Uh, rediscovering or getting back everything that I have. So I've just got the big stuff done. I got TVs mounted. Um, I got the PlayStation ready to go for Andrew and Neil uh, so we can Rocket League again. Which, by the way... (laughs) (laughs) Quote, When I buy a house, I will play more Rocket League than ever before because I'll be so poor I won't be able to go anywhere. And since you bought a house, Marty, I don't think we've played Rocket League for like three weeks. Um, well, it's only been not quite two. Well, about two since I bought the house. So, But things are set up now. Internet's up. Everything's working. TV's mounted. Like, things are set up. So I'm, I'm ready to go. Um, yep. And then the other TV got the cable box actually working yesterday. Um, so that and now I can move the PlayStation back out here. So... Um, so now I have sitting access to, to play Rocket League. So you guys will be happy. Um, but yeah, that's one thing at a time. I'm getting the garage ready, um, kitchen, functional. Everything's coming together. Probably the first room I will change will be my bedroom, which will be um, a darker green. with I'll put in a false um, wall with uh, like wood. Uh, lap board or something that's a little bit more rustic and wooden to make it like more... half up or is that like shiplap yeah not shiplap but just like like a long cabin yeah more more rustic looking boards uh for the headboard so to speak hmm. so and then i'll probably build um some i'll see about changing out my bed going from a full to a bigger bed but changing go to a bigger sides, bed it's just me right now, so it doesn't I matter. know, but later on, but no, it, no, it matters. No, I also have a fall. <laughs> I would love a queen. Um, you have a dog, Hannah. You are a queen. Hey, yes, queen. You have a dog um, to think of too. Yeah, don't um, get a queen. Don't get a queen. Get a Go king. For the king. 
just fucking jump. Yeah. Because yeah. I re- I I'm regretting not regretting, but I'm ready for a king. Um, yeah. You won't you buy a queen, you're gonna want a king later. So just mm-hmm. go just get I I have a queen yeah. right now. I outside of like sleeping in a hotel room, I don't think I've really ever slept in a king. But uh, my girlfriend bought a, qu- a king bed. And... Of course she did, man. Because like, she's better at you than gold. She's she just has- like oh, this girl, man. man. She's always one step ahead of you. <laughs> yeah, she really is. So, they are. Yeah. <laughs> they are. Yeah. But, but, yeah, but it's true, at right? That, at that moment, isn't it the staying, best? Yeah, staying over. Best. Yeah, sleeping in it the first night. It's like, damn, I fucked up. Yeah. I should have went for the king. Exactly how I feel about it. Mm. Yep. But that was like, it's only three years old, four years old. Am I really going to get rid of it now? I can't <laughs> right. do that. Okay, this bed is actually... I'm going to get some more use out of it, and then... That doesn't yeah. look like a queen. That looks like a foal. What is that? This is a foal that I have. It was my grandmother's. So it's probably oh. at least 40 years old. <laughs> I can... Holy it, shit. It looks like the frame <laughs> would hold a queen, though. Yeah. Uh, I don't think actually it would. Map- it's not long enough. Oh, because it has a—you can't see it, but it has a footboard. Oh, I can see it. Which bothers me because I always bump on the footboard. But you know, I yeah, two two people on that's gonna be two adults is gonna be a bit. That has—you just described my life for the last fifteen years. <laughs> I don't think I've ever dated someone that's had bigger than a full-size bed. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a full size bed, so we're not going anywhere. <laughs> hey, hey, if it's full, then you just have to be closer together, and closer together means more. No, Marty, it's not how it works. Nah, nah. <laughs> because then when it's all over with, you just want space, man. Yeah. I also have two cats <laughs> so get, that like to come and investigate. But you can't roll over at that point. Yeah. But apparently, um, I still blankets, so. Well, I guess. Oh, that's the other we thing. We need bigger yeah, you blankets. You have to worry about. People stealing the covers off you. Well, the last thing I'll say about going back to my bed um, and what I'll do with the wall, um, and this is eventually down the line, is building um, a shelf that comes out a little bit for like a nightstand, like a floating nightstand with oh, some outlets nice. in there. Oh, yeah, um, I should put and, outlets and just like USB and, uh, plug ports. And a light that goes down to the ground. You want to hit I, have the, I have the best video for you, Marty, uh, about how to make floating shelves for like I don't know fifty bucks, but really nice and awesome looking. I'll send it to you, Marty. Yeah. You better be taking before pictures because we're gonna want to see the change. Yeah, I hate that shit because today, actually, oddly enough, today my wife said, "Do you remember what the bathroom looked like before we got it redone?" Because when we moved in, we had a leak in the bathroom. Literally after about a month moving in, and I was like, "Nope," and you're right. You should always take before pictures because yeah. then you can feel good about it. Because when the after becomes shitty, you can always look back at the before and still feel it's good. It's still that because my of, mom was instead of feeling <laughs> shitty because everything's fucked up now. It's like you have kids that just scratch everything, ruin everything, break everything, and shit happens. My mom was very good about it when we moved into the house that I grew up in. It's all um, you know, actual photos because it's back in the 90s right. and it was kind of a dump it's really cool to actually be able to follow the, pro- the progression yeah to see how much better it gets yeah and it sounds like um, you're every- going to be doing the- some of the work yourself marty so you're going to feel even more like ownership in it everything in this house uh before wise 
is white. So I don't have to imagine very much of what it was like before. Because literally still everything, go around and take pictures, everything was white. I mean, that's the easiest way and to sell a house, though. You yeah, don't want to so, have a weird hot pink wall or something. You want to be able to imagine what it could look like. Because my entire house is like Tom's the light tan color everywhere. I kind of hate this it. This is like but one... I think that this might be the other room that's tan. I my whole house is like that, <laughs> and I hate it. But I understand why it was like that to sell it. Yeah, thanks. I picked this color out. You said it's only that room, <laughs> so I said it. I thought I was. I thought I was free to say I hate it. <laughs> no, no, you are. That's fair. I I I picked this out without any furniture. It the only thing I have is like the dark brown floor. Well, and you kind of called like me out as like a gray emo. For life, and so like this weird brown color is just not really my color. I probably yeah. prefer white, but you got you gotta you gotta pop the room with color. Oh, don't worry, my room has been popped. Stuff like that. Oh yeah, and my house. I like to just I my house aesthetic is basically the basement of a natural history museum. So like all the weird shits down there because I have a bunch of bones, I have a bunch of crystals, a bunch of plants, like what i'm going for so interesting so there's wait, wait, there's wait. Things... you have bones yeah <laughs> murderer they're animal bones i got murderer actually of animals <laughs> when... no they were already dead <laughs> when i when my parents moved i got I some of you, their um furniture because they were gonna bring it all which actually is my grandmother's furniture again and so i have this really cool like uh it's like a writing desk and then it has like uh, glass uh, doors, like two doors for a cabinet on top of it. It was my grandma's, who was extremely religious and whatnot. And now it's full of bones, and I don't think my grandma would be very proud of me, actually. That <laughs> 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 I'm using her nice furniture for, like, uh, the skull of a chicken or something. Like, <laughs> didn't, didn't a lot of religious groups back in the day do, like, animal sacrifices and stuff, too, though? Pagan. Was that the only one? I don't think. I don't... Oh, loads of. Loads I feel of like religions. there were more than that. Yeah, they would do it. They would do human sacrifices too. So you know what? You know what, bad. Grandma? Fuck you. Wow. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Love you. What? At least, uh, at least seventy-five percent of my furniture is my. Either my. <laughs> you said the bed is the. The bed is the dresser. <laughs> the desk is not. I hope she haunts you, Hannah. Well, and I have them from two different grandmas, so I have like a double grandma ha- haunting in this house. Did your grandma live in that house before you? No. Wait, so which which one are you saying F you to? Um, well, the the one actually they would probably both hate the bones, but my maternal grandmother would hate the bones more. Alright, get her. Get her grandma. Bring it, Judy. Both of them. <laughs> What's my mom's name? <laughs> <laughs> well that was my grandma's name. <laughs> It's okay. It's better. My mom's name is Karen, and it's just such a terrible name to have as now as a middle-aged white woman. She's an actual Karen. <laughs> oh, oh no, that's rough. But that's a rough. But one. she's not a Karen. She's pretty. Uh, she doesn't like confrontation, but it's still bad. <laughs> well, um. So Andrew, you just got back into town from a wedding. How was that? Uh, Another wedding. I'm tired. Is this I the know, same exactly. wedding that Marty Jesus. went to? No, no. Oh, definitely okay. a different wedding. Uh, the wedding Marty and I went to was the weekend prior uh, for my cousin, who Neil met. 
But then this weekend was one of my girlfriend's friends finally uh, getting hitched. So it was a good time. It gave me a chance to meet a lot of her friends. But uh, after being away for two weekends, mm. I'm pretty I'm pretty beat. But yeah, I like to have at least one day on a weekend for me to like kind of recover. I I totally get that. Yeah. But we yeah. we got here about half an hour before we started recording. So, <laughs> so you're getting no, no, no recovery time. time. Sorry. No, time. <laughs> no laundry, no nothing. You just like straight into it. Let's go. Let's get it. Nope, and then, I'm turning these underwear inside out, wearing them tomorrow. <laughs> and we're going to play Rocket League, right? So, I mean. That's impressive, though. That's, that's I, commitment. Yeah, I, I would have been like, I'm tired. Especially well, if I like been in the car a lot, a lot. like yeah, a long yeah. car ride, I'm just like kind of just chilling. Oh, well, no, that's that's why. I, I mean, Andrew did talk a lot last week in the two episodes that we recorded. So he might have expended his word count for the year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, yeah. We're gonna it, have to wait until January 2022 <laughs> to hear it. He's for September, October, November, December. He's done. But no, wedding wedding was good. Um, no, no real wild stories. No, no bridesmaid. Well, hold on. My my girlfriend's one of the bridesmaids. So yes, hey! bridesmaid story. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, that was it was good though. Like I said, I got to meet her friends, which for me, I don't think a wedding's an ideal place to meet people because. They're obviously busy with other things. Sure. So we're hopefully going to kind of round up her close core friends here in the future and meet up and actually spend some time getting to know each other. So I'm looking forward to that. Where was the wedding at? Uh, this was in Western Washington. Oh, yeah. That's Damn. a bit of a drive. Yeah. Yep. And so I, uh, we took, we took our dog and I dropped the dog off with my family, but they're still about an hour and a half from where everything was going on. So I was going back and forth all weekend to, you know, check on the dog, but also help with my family with some projects. So I'm, I'm done. Fair. <laughs> Tag me out, coach. Tag me out. Uh, Tom, how are the golf lessons? And while you're drinking water, I just want to say... You should not expect to be as good or equally as good as somebody um, who's been playing golf most of their life. So you should not be ashamed of your girlfriend beating your ass at golf. I'm not ashamed of that. I mean, for sure. <laughs> He's but ashamed of other what, things. <laughs> I'm ashamed of a lot of other things. Today's been a really shitty day just no, overall Tom, for oh. me. You should still be ashamed of your game, your golf game. Oh, I am. It's yeah. not about other I, I, people. I'm, I'm it's using that motivation you. to get better, though. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. what you know if you have a shitty golf game. For sure. Then you should be ashamed. Yeah, I, I'll I'm be not, ashamed. Right. I, I'm I not wanna... sugarcoating it. I'm just telling yeah. you. I, no, because I, wanna, is, I want to get better. I'm not I'm not putting myself down to the point where it's like, you can't do that's it, but it. You know, I quit. I'm out. You, I can't you know do this. You, you know you could be better. Oh yeah, and I will use that motivation to continue going to the driving range and, that's, that's and what practicing and all that. And what I've so, all right. Well, I'll I'll tell you about my whole day a little bit. Why it's been 
pretty shitty. Why you I mean, wanted to go to sleep, basically, and not yeah, ever do right. this. I just wanted this day to be fucking over. I'm, I'm done with it. Ah. I feel like it was like one thing after the other. It just It was like one of those days where it's just like everything, just something happens. Something comes up, something goes wrong, and it's just like trying to fix it and... It was one of those. And it's like looking back at the whole day, it was nothing like catastrophic, nothing super bad, but it was just like one after the other. But uh, yeah, so like I'll I'll touch on that a little bit, but I want to say like after this day has been going on, I decided, well, I should go just blow some steam and go to the driving range. So I went at like 8.30-ish, 8 o'clock. It's always a good thing to do when you're frustrated. Yeah, which uh, at the start, it was going pretty good. With the exception of the first two balls I hit, it was, they fucking hit the wall next to me. And I'm like, what the hell am I doing? (laughs) You know know what the other nickname is for golf? What's the first nickname? Or acronym? Well, the game is called Whack Fuck. Because you whack whack and then say fuck. (laughs) When the ball, <laughs> <laughs> we're playing a game of whack fuck here. Yeah, that's pretty much it. When I, when I'm taking my lessons, there's a hole like right on the other side of the bushes because I'm at the the far edge of the the driving range. So one of the what's it the the tenth hole I think is right there. So it's like coming out on onto the back nine, the first hole, <laughs> and repeatedly every time people drive and like fuck. So it's just like they shank it. You see it like coming to the driving range, like off to the right. Yeah. <laughs> it's just yelling it. Yeah. Whack sure. puck. Whack puck. Yeah. So I went to the driving range today. I've been going, I think, on average every other day for the past wow. like week, week or two weeks. So I've gotten, since my last lesson, I've gone four times. Um, my My contact overall has been like tremendously it has tremendously improved it's like to the point where when i make solid contact with it and the ball just like fucking flies i'm using a seven iron and i can get it to probably go like 160 yards somewhere around there with like a really good shot um so the last time i went for my lessons actually it might have been the first time uh, my first lesson the guy told me he asked if I if I watched golf at all on TV. I said, you know, a little bit. And he said, you should try to watch it more often because humans just like to mimic what they see. So if you see people do these golf swings over and over, your body will, will tend to want to mimic that and all. It's, it's, so, like a, it's like neurological muscle memory. Yeah. So yeah. now the other thing I noticed, because I, I had it on like all weekend. So in the morning when I was like drinking coffee, I would watch it or at night. I was going to bed. We'll watch it, was, it a little bit. It was PGA Championship this weekend stuff. too. It was, yeah. So I got quite a bit in there. But one thing I noticed, so when he was telling me, and I, I've only had two golf lessons so far. Outside of that, like I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Um, but he he had me, he would stand behind me and say, all right, now on your backswing, like turn around and act like you're talking to me, right? But act as if you're in a barrel, <laughs> So if you lean too far to the side, you're going to tip the barrel over. You know, you you got to stay balanced while you're turning and also like keeping your left arm straight and all that to bring the club up. So the one thing I noticed that this guy, the, my instructor didn't tell me is anything with the legs really. Like he said, getting like an athletic stance. Like imagine if you played baseball or softball, 
or uh, if you were defending in like basketball or something, you would kind of like get crouched down a little bit. You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. So he never like discussed anything about like straightening legs or anything like that when turning. And what I noticed is when people were driving the ball or when they were like hitting with their irons, it almost seemed like they were kind of, they were like pivoting their body and they were using their legs as a way to like gain extra momentum or rotation, but staying within that barrel, like upright, let's say, which I saw that. And then I tried to mimic that at the driving range about say a third of the way through the balls that I got. And it just completely fucked me up. (laughs) So I stopped it for a little bit. I got back at it and I was doing well. And I was like, and at the very end of it, I wanted to try it again. And then I finally like got it to work a little bit. And then it gets down and I don't know if you you guys ever been at the driving range where you get down to like your very last couple balls and it's especially the very last one and you like shank it and it sucks. It's a <laughs> shitty hit. And you're like, fuck. Now I got to end the day off that. And that that's what happened today. The other couple times I've gone out to the driving range, I've, I've ended it on a great note. And then tonight it was just a fucking dud. <laughs> And leaving with that, dude, it's all in your head, man. It is for sure. Because like, it's a mental game. It's all in your head, dude. Absolutely. You're trying too hard. No, and and every time I I felt myself getting to that point where it was like in my head, I walked away. I walked to the like walked off the mat. I would like give myself like a minute break to get back into it. And then when I did that, it's calm, cool, collected. You know, Uh (laughs) I would do do a lot better. (laughs) But then, you know, inevitably, I would fuck up again, and then it would get in my head. And it, it's like a progression, too. It's like, it's not just one fuck up. It might be like two, three in a row, and then it's just like, all right, need a little break. Get back to it, and I'm good. But, like, I, it, it feels so good to hit it so well. Oh, yeah. When hit you it straight get that when it 7 iron, 160, 170 yeah. yarder, and it just twangs off the club. Yeah. And it, not, it doesn't just twang. I mean, it just literally... It's um, effortless. You don't feel it. It's, yeah. it's utterly effortless. It's just it's 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 seamless. It's just mm-hmm. and you're like, wow. And the the reason you get fucked up is because you think I did that. Mm. Yeah, I like, should do this wow, every time. I did that. I can do that again. No, you didn't do that. That's yeah. not what happened. <laughs> what happened is is you became more uh, one with the like. It sounds kind of you know wishy washy. One with the club. Like, go you for it. Just, just one with the moment, not the club, just the moment. And yeah. the ball went, and that was that. And the mm-hmm. next time, you're like, oh, I'm going to do that again. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Twang. <laughs> oh, how did I do that? And then that. How did I go from that to yeah, that? Right. In literally five seconds, right? Because you don't tend to do that in other sports. That's what's kind of interesting. Like, you don't play soccer for like five years and then learn to kick a ball really well and all of a sudden after kicking a ball really well and scoring a good like goal from like 30 yards twanging it over the other way that doesn't happen in the, in other sports right i don't know maybe it doesn't i've never played a sport or done an activity where practice doesn't guarantee you at least a minimum level of competency other than golf mm. golf will always bring you down and make you hum it'll make you humble immediately 
after the most amazing thing, you'll be the shittest thing ever. And you're like, well, that sucks. <laughs> what was the difference between that and that? Mm-hmm. The only so, correlation that I can think of off the off the top of my head that would be not golf would be uh, NFL kickers. Mm. Uh, that, that is, Mate, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they kick a ball a lot. Um, I don't see what the excuse is other than mental, it's mental. pressure. Mental pressure, I understand. That's perfectly understandable. But if you take the mental pressure away from an NFL kicker, one in what? One in a thousand, they're going to really fucking shank it like you wouldn't believe, right? Whereas in golf, I think those numbers are lower. I think that you only need to have the slightest mental... I mean, they even have a word for it in golf, which they don't have in other sports, which is the yips, right? Well, that's in all the sports. But it's more of a, but it's a golf-based Chuck, Chuck ter- terminology. Thrown from second to first. Sure. For the Yankees. I was, I was going to say, I wonder if baseball, having not played it, fits into that category of things where you can be, especially maybe as a pitcher, that you're on point and all of a sudden, for whatever reason, you just suck. I don't know. It's, it feels like it could be analogous to golf in that well, way. At baseball, if you've, if you're successful three out of ten times as a hitter, you're in the Hall of Fame <laughs> for your life. So, like, but they do make contact with it. That's just when they actually get on base, right? But when when you go to hit the ball and you hit it fair and it lands in play and it's safely, like if you're successful three out of ten times, you're you're in the Hall of Fame. Like if you are successful three out of ten hits in golf, like. And it does exactly what you want it to do. I'd say that's They're a not... pretty good day as well. No way. At a professional that. level, you're not even going to make the PJ. Did you say golf? Three out of ten. No way, dude. If it can you out, no. If it can be like ninety nine out of hundred. If it can do exactly what you want it to do, land, hit, roll, whatever. No. Every time, like three out of ten times. In golf? And land up next to the pin or land in the fairway or not, you know, be taken you, by the If wind. you're talking about chipping no in, like, uh, or, like, shooting a hole in one, that's one thing. No, but. I'm because, again, it, it golf, you can miss hit the ball by, you know, a fraction of an inch, millimeter, literally by a millimeter, and it's well, going to go I, off, and it's not going to end up exactly where you want it. But if you so three what, out of ten what, ball hits, what happens to the other seven out of ten at professional level? Like, are they shanks or are they just like in a in a range of like are they still good shots? They're, like they're in still the good shots, but the three, you're three out about. of the ten, you're like you're doing right. exactly what you're supposed to. That's fair. That's fair. as long as the other seven are like still quality in some range shots because. You, you can never hit a ball in golf because a, a drive. You can't hit a you can't hit a ball and like deliberately to the pinpoint of perfection make it go in the hole from a hundred and sixty yards. I mean, you're always at the mercy of the right of the environment. Um, yeah, the better you get, the more you can squeeze that level of focus down, so that ultimately, statistically. You will occasionally hit one in the hole, but you could never pick which one it was. Like out of out of any ten that were perfect, so to speak, you could never choose. Oh, that's the one that's going to go in the hole now. That's purely random. If you 
Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I get what you're saying. And I'm yeah. saying that, you know, you get up to the tee and you st- step up and you hit a drive. What's a successful drive? Sure. You land it on a fairway, right? You land right. it in with a good lay. So that has a pretty good margin for for error. Um, but but that has to be more than three out of ten in professional right. golf. But then, like, say you're, you know, on your approach shot that you're, you know, you want to be you want to shoot it short of the pin and roll up on it, or you want to overshoot it and, and put some backspin on it and end it, you know, relatively close. Cause again, there's so many things. If you can get that and do it exactly or do what you wanted to do three out of 10 times and hit it good and perfect. And I'd say that that's, that's professional golf range. Like Maybe. I know. where I think like a person like Tom, that might be one out of 25 yeah, that would no way. take it. Take it, Tom. Like, 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 take it, Tom. Take it. That's a good. That's good numbers right there. One out of twenty-five hits is. If I straight could hit one out good. of twenty-five perfectly, I would be so happy. I feel like that's kind of where I'm at when I go to the driving range. I'd say out of all the ones that I hit tonight, I would We're say there's like probably professional about... level Tiger Woods perfect. Well, so like... while while you guys <laughs> were talking about, so I'm looking up the average distance for all right so let's say the average distance for a pga tour player for a seven iron all right so this is saying average distance anywhere from 172 to 215 yards however average distance for men seven iron a long hitter would be 150 mid 140 short hitter 120 so like sure i can i can and probably should kind of slow down my swing to be more accurate but i really wasn't necessarily doing that at first and i was hitting it beyond 150 and a couple of those were like dead on perfect because i had a bucket of 100 balls right so i would say there were probably three or four out of the entire bucket that i did that so let's say four of them one out of 25 one out of 25 sure sure but golf also again speaking from my experience the seven iron is kind of the, it's the club, it's the bridge club, it's the club. Anything below seven, you can presumably at this point hit pretty sweet. Um, and probably to a large degree, other than maybe sand, to the same, roughly, maybe even the same distance, even a, even a nine, you could probably twang that like 120, 130. So, but as soon as you get past seven, um, in golf, golf gets hard, harder, much, much, much harder. Mm-hmm. Seven is the it's the middling club of golf. Like it's like it's up to seven, and seven is the perfect club. It's the perfect club. Like I remember reading um, people, and like I've done this myself many, many times. Go to a golf course and just use a seven and a putter. It's all you need. It's all you need. At, 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 a, at a low level, at an amateur level. You don't need drivers. You don't need sandwiches. You don't need fucking three irons. You're going to hit a three iron? You've got no chance. No fucking chance. Unless it's maybe off the tee, maybe one in 60. But if you can perfect the seven, then you can start to learn to play the, the lower irons. Because lower irons are just brutal. Like, utterly brutal. And mm. be and once you get past three iron, just forget it. Like, unless you're a real iron player, 
you don't even want to bother because like then I don't know how you, I don't up. know what your per, your personal experience is, but to get that sweetness of that sweet spot in swing on a lower iron versus a seven. I mean, six is yeah, okay, a little bit harder, but yeah. still, F- it gets, five, I mean, even between a five once and you a get seven, a fi- say. yeah, once you get to a five, you're like your your level of success is so like I don't, I don't it, mean it you drops. personally. Yeah, I yeah. know. I know myself. Oh, it drops. Yeah. I mean, it's, I I haven't hit brutal. Yeah. I haven't hit anything but a seven iron since I've started lessons. Yeah, like which is two which and is a half weeks probably ago, deliberate. That's probably deliberate from the, mm-hmm. the instructor. Yeah. Well, but, um, he was just having me hit seven, so I'm like, well, yeah. There you go. I'm not. Seven, I'm not gonna yeah. try something else until yeah. I'm ready for it, basically. But but think about it. Like if you're going out onto a golf course and you're going to do a par four, right? Your instinct is to pull out a three iron, or or a three wood, or a one or a driver, and fucking mm-hmm. belt that bastard like two hundred and fifty, yeah. right, three hundred. <laughs> but the reality is, is that most of the time that's not going to work. If you just pull out a seven, and just hit it one sixty, hit another one one sixty, yeah, okay. You're not like you're not pro level, but you're close, right? And now oh. now you're in range, you know. You technically save yourself a lot of shots because sure. you end up, yeah. And Andrew moved, so he's not asleep. <laughs> Andrew's there, yeah. I mean, I don't know why we're talking about golf. Like, it's I'm probably, listening to you guys. It's I'm probably not the most exciting go. conversation for anybody. <laughs> well, if they're I, into golf, then maybe. Yeah. If you're into they, golf, like, it's super so, exciting because I, if I we love have a, golf. If we have even one yeah. listener that's sitting there like trying to learn golf and they're going through the same thing, yeah. they're going to connect with this. Well, I just sent you a link, Tom, which is relevant to the listeners. Like one person that's really interesting to watch for golf because there's a million, there's literally thousands and thousands of people that have taught golf over the years, right? Professionals and so on and so forth. There's this one dude called AJ Boner, and I I watch oh, tons yeah. of AJ Boner. Right, that guy <laughs> is the best. What's his I name? mean, he's an old dude, AJ Boner. <laughs> he that's he like, is awesome, dude. That's he like is Hannah awesome. And and Oscar. Wow! But here's the thing: he te- he he sp- he has made a career, and he he has made millions and millions of dollars, and trained many professional golf players, and he has taught them, unlike al- almost any other golf instructor in the history of golf, he teaches from the right brain, not the left brain. He taught he teaches from intuition, and from feeling rather than from the mechanics and the physical side. And obviously, you know, at the end of the day, both are important. But it's interesting to see someone who he will teach you to swim a golf club like you've never really thought about before. In a, like his basic philosophy on golf is is that hitting a golf ball is intuitive, evolutionarily uh, intrinsic to human beings. Like there's nothing difficult whatsoever about swinging a club in the ball. Nothing at all. But we make it very very complicated. And we add all these complexities to the whole operation. But fundamentally, your body is perfectly designed to hit the ball without a single thought whatsoever. And he kind of tries to teach that in as much of a um, you know teachable way as he can. And he, he has some great videos. I used to watch. Is it like a, a YouTuber? No, he's a he did a lot of a video. I mean, I haven't seen him for years so i assume that many many people have taken his stuff and shoved it on youtube but no no he didn't he's not a youtuber no i watched yeah, this, this guy like, like a new age kind no 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 of this person. is like 30 years old like 30 uh, years okay. ago. this guy yeah. was making video 
making videos and, you know, people, golf players would buy his videos. And I remember watching tons of them because my buddy downloaded, like, he torrented a whole bunch, like, you know, literally 20 years ago. And we would watch him um, when we were learning to play golf and, like, we were roommates and we'd watch, we'd watch his stuff. And he's, he's kind of entertaining too, which is fun. Um, kind of, he's kind of like this old guy who just, like, he barks in the face of, like, tradition. So it's kind of amusing. Um, <laughs> but it's certainly worth watching. Gives you gives you a different perspective on, on it. I'm sure, sure you could yeah. mail in 1995, two easy uh, payments of 1995 for VHH. Yeah. <laughs> Shipping VH, and handling. Yeah, he's one and of those. Yeah, he's definitely. Yeah. Of, of the old lessons, like the, what was the old Little League um, uh, baseball training scout video? Thing. Yep, that's Everyone exactly is. what... That's from like his era, like because I think he was an instructor. Well, it's golf. It might be like six videos and like eight easy payments. Yeah, easy I mean, I think it's a little bit more, a little bit more uh, ethical than that, but still. Um. Anyway, golf man. We always talk about golf, and I never fucking play. <laughs> I was going to ask, mean, have you gone since the last no, time we talked about this? Everyone I know plays golf, but they're all rich motherfuckers playing expensive <laughs> golf courses that I can't afford to go to. Hang on, hang on. Didn't I just listen to an episode where y- y- you're a member of a country club? No, I want to, but I have to actually make that fucking decision that I'm going to spend that much money. I mean, I don't need to spend that much money to play golf. I can go play the public course. I can play fucking. I could play eight rounds a month for that price. Okay. Whereas at this okay. place, I okay. get one round. Here you, go. Like, Here, you nah. go. Here you go. Here, here's what you're gonna do, Neil. Step one: buy a motorcycle. <laughs> Step two: go play at the public course. Step three: why do I ride... need a motorcycle for I this? I don't understand how any of this is going to get motorcycle. Listen to the plan. Step three, which is actually really step two: ride the motorcycle to the public course multiple times. And play your rounds. How are you going to get the clubs? How to am the I going to get my clubs to the course on a motorcycle, Matty? Um, you get a rack for them on the back. Have you seen those? Oh, I've never, I've never seen that before. The clubs are probably bigger than the bike. I'm sure they <laughs> they make something that can do that. Strap it to the sissy bar seat. Yeah, that's how you do it. All right. Well, this. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, that, that's how you do it. What you got? You got your full cart on wheels. And Marty's stuff? got a business plan here. I don't know a business create, plan of what, but he's going to create actually, like a little trailer for the golf clubs. They actually have a sidecar. Are, are, they have um, <laughs> what do you call it? Um, golf carts that are like motorcycles that you can ride on the golf courses now. They they do actually. Someone yeah. was talking about that the yeah. other day. Oh, but that's look, on the golf I'm course, not, so not going to the golf course on the fucking freeway. That's on the golf course. You put the bike in, <laughs> you put the bag in front of you, and you use these not segways, but like bikes that you kind of drive around with. But yeah, I still think you buy the motorcycle and then just go play on the public course instead of playing at the country club. At this point, you think I remember how to ride a motorcycle? Yeah. <laughs> oh my I gosh. have no idea. Oh. I have no idea how to ride a motorcycle oh, at this point. Oh. It's been at least three months. <laughs> Damn. I, I I stand by that out of my big three purchases this year, the motorcycle is by far the best investment. Andrew, thank you. Thank you, Andrew. You're welcome. Um, Better than the house? I wrote it. I wrote it's it. Having a lot of feelings Friday. about the house. I wrote it on Friday. Um, up to go um, see some old co-workers um, 
and oh my gosh, I, I just, I, I, I refilm. I needed that in my life. I needed that in my week. And yeah. So thank you, Andrew. Thank you. I'm publicly well, acknowledging. You're thank you. It's recorded now for history's sake. Like, oh my gosh. And it's such thank a, you. Such a stress relief to listen to nineties gangster rap music and go down the highway and pass some cars and get to 65 faster than they can so so (laughs) i do like this is changing the subject completely that you were uh sloshing around some uh, martinis earlier and now you're drinking a coors banquet hell yeah (laughs) banquet. yeah it's a it's a wild slam Banquet. I mean, I love a Coors Banquet, but... Oh, there's going to be another one here. Well, there'll be another one. I think I'll be gone, because I have to pee, everybody. Oh, that means we have to wrap it up. I've been sitting here just like listening about golf, and I was like, "Mm, I gotta pee. (laughs) Or we can keep talking, because this is how the second episode (laughs) happened last week. Um, And then Hannah comes back, we'll take a little little five minute break. break. Did you no. do the whole intro again? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it's a whole. It's so a whole. It was, pl- it was new planned. Recording, like yeah. Wow, I don't I'm, think lo- I'm looking is, forward uh, to listening to it as I a listener. Ready for that. Oh yeah, we. No, I can be ready for oh. anything. We should let in. We should be, let him sleep. We should probably let you sleep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, with that, um, what we learned this week, okay, is that Neil is a textile guy. Tactile, specifically velvet. Tactile. 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 I mean, I guess he likes the textiles of silk and velvet. Right. Uh, We learned that... I like free-flowing accoutrements. And he likes likes the the hidden, but a little bit revealing. He likes a little bit of mystery. And that, you know, um, we, we also learned that Neil watched a guy named AJ Boner. A lot. It is childhood. He watched, he watched a lot of boner. Uh huh. Um, and then for Tom, we learned that he's a fan of the button up or the button down. Um, oh, you want the button up? There's a difference up between or the you button want them up. Down? Which do you know the difference between a button up yeah. shirt and a button down shirt? No, not really. No, it What's comes. It comes shirt? with a collar. So <gasps> either the button, the collar buttons down, or it doesn't. Oh, today I oh. learned something. Then it would be yeah. a button-down shirt. There you go. Or it could you're be saying a... that the you're saying the actual collar part yes, doesn't it have either. a button on it. Right. The little buttons on the side. Yep. Yeah. Is that what I, you mean? Yep. I always prefer a button-down shirt. So you but like the button-down? I do. Down. So I that's do more some, flannel. Yeah. More of a flannel, but no, I own like business collared shirts that. Well, I have both, but I always prefer the button-down. And then I put like collar stays in them, whatever you call them. Yep, They're like little go. plastic or yep. metal Those ones, things um, that you slide in there. You yep. got to get the brass ones because they got a little bit more weight. Ah, yeah. they weigh them down so they yeah. don't flip up. There yeah. you go. Um, there you go. It's because I'm gourmet. Um, yep. <laughs> see, this is also why Hannah doesn't like me because I do wear some suits time to time. Yeah, this whole history, this whole um, podcast is a history of me not liking Marty. It's true. Um, <laughs> we also learned uh, that Tom had a bad day, but I hope that tomorrow was better. 
Uh, yeah. We, <laughs> we learned that Andrew had another weekend, our weekend wedding, and he was exhausted and has exhausted his word count for 2021. So he will be light on the podcast for the rest of the year. Hannah, we learned that she's a fan of Skater Boys, or she'll see see you later, boys. Yeah, um, fair. And then we learned that Marty actually has some decor in the house. And a boob light. Uh, and a boob light. Decor and a boob light. There you go. Um, I miss anything? That pretty much sums it up. That's pretty much it. Other than uh, <laughs> Omar. Oh, oh yeah, Omar. Omar from Omar the died. Wire died. This is going to come a, out like a, a month later, but... It is a month later, but a quick glass raise to that. But if that you if awesome. you have not seen The Wire, Neil and I, I have not. But I I've heard not, like, Neil and I, I love my, The Wire. And my friend said it's his favorite show. It is a phenomenal yeah. show. Um, and not only is it phenomenal, but Omar is one of the best characters I can think of ever written that I've ever seen. And I mean that guy, but that he's, character is amazing. But he's also and based on a real life guy. I know and. So most of his exploits in the show I've, I've really, really happened, yeah. including yep. and they made it. He jumped off of a third story balcony uh-huh. in the show, but in real life yep. it was actually like five or the fifth. Story. It was actually more. Yeah, it was actually <laughs> yeah. more. And he survived, and all he had was a broken leg, and it was. And just... they didn't want to make. They didn't want to do it. If I remember correctly, they didn't want to make the show jump from a higher thing because they didn't want people to yeah. think that it was okay to jump from that distance and <laughs> also, you normally would they, didn't, they didn't think people <laughs> would think it'd be believable it's not very realistic and it wouldn't yeah. be believable yeah exactly but uh michael k williams phenomenal actor passed away today um there you go go with that uh, we are plans are optional you can find us at optional plans on twitter and plans are optional on facebook with that we will see you next week